stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. extremely dangerous person well you get these two movies this is episode 187 of unholy mofos and i'm your host brother scott as joined always by my co-host jake the snake when you were starting that i was almost starting to think of the joker in the latest movie what you get when you cross a mentally ill loader with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash i'll tell you what you get you get what you fucking deserve i don't know i've been thinking of that line a lot lately i don't know why i think it's a little crazy you actually have that memorized yep <laughs> still haven't watched it okay, tell me don't watch it but yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, red. That's what we're talking about today. Not Joker, red. Although, uh, it's, it's a DC property, which I didn't even remember until I was watching the movie, so maybe I, there's some connection. <laughs> I didn't even know who it was. Yeah, apparently. Just, uh, <laughs> I just picked it up because it was an action movie. Yeah, apparently based on a graphic novel, so, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but uh, before we get into that, let's get into our usual BS. Scott, what we got first? Well, we've got the girls of Unholy Mofos. And to wrap up, Last episode's matchups. We have Marissa Tomei winning over Linnea Quigley 6-2. We've got Jamie Lee 82 defeating Emily Blunt 6-3. Okay. And uh, yeah, good thing I told you about the little error on the Facebook page. I don't know what the fuck happened. Hey, I made sure to put both names in there. And then as every post, it freaking only had one option. That was so yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, they're me able to make sure you double-check that. Because you know Moody <sighs> loves to jump down on you for errors. I really hate Facebook. <laughs> uh, then uh, Natalie Portman wins 6-2. to two. Over who? Uh, Kim Cattrall. Uh, okay. And then uh, this one, kind of the upset victory. Scarlett Johansson beats Emma Stone 5-4. to four. Uh, kind of an upset on my my end. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with Scarlet. It's just, you know, everybody has their own preference. Yeah. So, we move on to this week's matchups, and we're starting out with Adrian Parbo and Diane Franklin. I think you already know where I'm going. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, if Sean would hear, I would pick Adrian Barbo. But, you know, I had the advantage of actually having met Diane Franklin in person. And, my lord, is she a sweet lady. And not to mention, still pretty good looking for being in her 50s these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. We like to talk about how good looking Adrian Barbo is. But, you know, I think Diane Franklin's a little better looking, so... Diane Franklin for me. I've only seen her in, like, the one movie, so it's not like I have much to judge her on. You've seen Bill and Ted, right? The first one? No. Okay. No, but I've seen, you know, The Fog and fucking Swamp Thing and all that shit for Barbo, so... <laughs> That's my pick. Alrighty. So, we got a one-on-one matchup there. Next matchup... Alexandra Daddario against Brie Larson. Daddario. Of course. <laughs> because, well, Brie may be a good-looking lady, but I, her attitude is, is just the worst. And that's what does it for me. Can't stand her. And then, let's see. Uh, next one, Beverly D'Angelo against Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Huh. I don't know. And I don't know if I've ever seen like D'Angelo or anything else but the vacation movies that I think about it. 
hey man she was like really good looking and christmas vacation but uh oh no i've seen winstead and a lot more things and oh man so i'm gonna go with winstead here you know i think i'm gonna go with winstead as well i mean d'angelo yes you bring up a good point I, I don't think she's been in anything other than you know vacation then again i've really not checked out her imdb so i mean we, we could both be wrong but who knows so um final matchup for this week might be a tough one carrie fisher against jillian anderson hmm. and we're talking carrie fisher like 1980 so like just between the transition phase to from star wars to blues brothers yeah man she was pretty good looking but and Jillian Anderson has this sort of sexiness to her, especially in X-Files. And then, you know, I saw her in a, the Hannibal TV series. She's Hannibal's therapist on there. And, man, she has some sort of sexiness to her. I mean, he just does that very slow talk. You know, just like uh, Adrian Barbeau with Stevie Wayne in the fog. And she just said that, oh, mm, this is a toughie for me. I don't know. I think I'm going to lean towards Anderson. Uh, I mean, the the only thing I've seen Anderson in was the X-Files. So I think I'm going to have to go Fisher in this one. It's, it's you know, it's, it, this this was the the tough matchup for the week. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, look, look, I'm looking <laughs> up now and, yeah. Uh, the Angel has been in a lot of other shit other than the vacation movie. The I'm just trying to figure out which some is just something that I've actually seen. Yeah, not to having so much luck with that department. So, uh, yeah, she does a hell of a lot more than those movies. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, that's uh, this week's matchup. The polls will be up right around when the episode goes up. So uh, go and uh, vote. Uh, next week's matchups are <laughs> Jake's probably going to be looking forward to this matchup. Mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard against Catherine Isabel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we already know where Jake's going on that one. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and then uh, we got Michelle Pfeiffer against Drew Barrymore. Hmm. Renee Russo against Jessica Alba. Okay. And then Sigourney Weaver against Winona Ryder. Hmm, the Alien Resurrection matchup. Should be fun. From the entire Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Ah! Unfortunately, more, more, and more delays. First of all, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's latest movie, but... It wasn't delayed, like, too much, like, just by a couple of weeks. So it'll be coming out the end of July. Let's see if that holds up. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I don't have, you know, the patience to go to the movies right now. I got other shit I got to worry about. I'd like to return to the movies anytime. And, you know, if I have to wear a mask to watch them, I'm like, A-okay with that. I was able to get a, uh, a tattoo appointment. For next Saturday, so that's cool. And uh, Wonder Woman 2 has a release date of, well, my birthday week, so hey, 
three years in a row of a super, or a, rather a comic book film coming out on my birthday. I thought it was coming out in November. Nope, October. Yeah, so let's see. Two years ago, it was Venom. Last year, it was Joker. And now, Wonder Woman. Hey, hey, maybe I'll have something to do on my B-Day this year. Hopefully. And, well, uh, Matrix has been moved all the way to 2022. That's uh, uh, pretty shocking. uh, I mean, I don't know what the filming situation is like with that. And, you know, it's the Matrix. So, you know, there's going to be probably a load of... uh, Special effects go with that. So lots of pre-production. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Godzilla versus King Kong coming out to, of May next year. I would prefer them have more time to work on it. Yes. I'm already hearing them saying that maybe this will feature a lot more Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, I didn't even know this movie was coming out, but Tom and Jerry movie coming out uh, in March was supposed to come out around Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do people even watch that anymore? Tom and Jerry? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think it still has a bit of a cult following. I mean, I don't... I don't think it's on anything. That's, that's the thing. I mean, uh, sure, it's probably on TV, but... Yeah, I don't know. Well, hey, we're getting a new Evil Dead movie called Evil Dead Now. No. And, uh, well, we don't uh, have Bruce returning, but, hey, you know, he's still producing it. Oh, hey, I just, I find it hard to get excited for something like this when they're not going to continue on from what, you know, the Ash storyline. They're basically rebooting it again from the fucking 2013 version. I didn't know this uh, director's guy called Lee Cronin and... It's a director of this movie called Hole in the Ground, something I watched last year. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with, and yeah, I'm surprised they would be picking him to do an Evil Dead movie. I just, I have no faith. But hey, at least wait till a trailer comes out. No. All right, then. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's one that has me excited right here. Event Horizon is getting a Blu-ray release from Scream Factory, and apparently they're doing their damn best to get that lost footage. What lost footage? You know, remember we talked about it when we talked about the movie, like, uh, you know, when they're watching the footage from the previous ship, and it was, like, all really fast motion. Well, apparently the lost footage is, like, more of that stuff, like, and apparently was a little too much to release theatrically and apparently it's been hard to find and oh my god if they find that man that'll be like the holy fucking grail right there man i mean i believe when we talked about it i gave that movie like a pretty good and just say that if they ever released it with that footage it would like put it way over the top so fingers crossed they can do it and if anyone can do it it's green factory man yeah, they're, they're pretty crazy with, you know, putting stuff out. And, well, if not, then, well, hey, I'll accept a cool Blu-ray release of the movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, did I uh, did I tell you that I bought uh, the 4K 
big box of uh, Dawn of the Dead that's coming out later this year. I don't think you have, no. Yeah, it's fucking $100. And oh, Jesus. It, it comes with, like, you know, special documentary. It comes with, like, a, a book, you know, with, like, all behind-the-scenes shit and, you know, making of. And it's basically everything that's ever come out for the movie. Mm. Uh, it comes with all the versions of the movie, all, with all the soundtracks. and Damn. It doesn't come out till fucking October, but... Mm, I have to keep an eye out for that shit. I can uh, I can send you a link to the pre-order site. Okay. If you want, I probably also post it to the Facebook group if anybody else would like to get it. Yeah, that'd be a good. That'd probably be a better idea. Uh, let's see. Well, I think I don't remember if it was last time the show before, but they were talking about doing the Children of the Corn remake, and uh, apparently, I guess it was already filming because it says. It wrapped filming in Australia. Like, huh. So, yeah. They're already filming it, apparently. Yeah, I, um... I heard about that. Like, praising it because... Like, oh my god, you know, it was the first movie that, uh, you know, they did with social distancing. Like, like, who cares? Like, I mean... Why? Why? (laughs) Why are these movies just... Good. We need original ideas, Hollywood. At the very least, probably no more Children of the Corn movies. And yeah. again, I just don't get why I have like I have all the Stephen King works, the movies that have been made. That one gets a hundred billion sequels. <laughs> <laughs> movies that deserve the sequels don't get them, but that fucking gets. It. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, goddamn, dude. I mean, why so many sequels to Children of Corn, but My Bloody Valentine doesn't even get one. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about a, uh Alien 5 that's happening and uh, Sigourney Weaver apparently returning. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've kind of lost faith in the uh, Alien series, honestly, after Covenant. Yeah, I just... And talk about a fucking <laughs> movie that doesn't need to be uh, movie series that doesn't need to continue. Like, yeah. Ah. Uh, I have such a problem with Hollywood. I mean, you know, I don't mind Resurrection at all, but honestly, I think the series ended with Aliens. If they could wipe out all the sequels, including one I actually do kind of enjoy, I wouldn't have a problem with it, honestly. Just kind of how I feel with Terminator series as well. I don't know. I just... I would like for... You know... New original ideas to be coming out of Hollywood. I'm not saying that, you know... Like, like they should buy all my ideas up. But, I mean... Come on. Give, give the little people a chance. I mean, there's still probably original ideas coming out. There's just... Going all to like VOD or Netflix these days, but which isn't too bad. It is when, again, we go back to the fact that <laughs> movies are twenty dollars to fucking rent. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go pay fucking seven dollars and go see it in a theater. I wish I had a drive-in by me. 
Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you saw, but uh, Evil Dead trilogy is going to be at uh, a drive-in in Illinois. Yeah, I did see that too. Yeah, I I would love to go see that. Oh. Yeah, too bad I'm fucking. I don't know where the uh ten ten hour drive. I know there's a uh there was a drive-in movie theater kind of near me. It would be like more like a half hour away from me, which isn't too bad, but. Even so, I don't know if it's still open or not. You would think, like, during all of this, <laughs> drive-ins would be, you know, reopening and making such a crazy profit. Right. But nobody took the advantage. I'm like, if only I had the fucking money, I would have one built. <laughs> Alas, I don't have the money, and nothing was built. Yeah, okay, well, uh, last piece I hear have right here is, of course, big old trailer that came out this week. Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. I saw it. And? Um, okay. I, I still haven't seen the first two, so, you know, yeah. it's not yeah, like I, I have much to go on. Yeah, I guess I should have. It's been. weird seeing Keanu Reeves playing like a dummy. Even yeah, though that- he basically plays a dummy and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't played a role like this in probably 30 years now. But, uh, it was weird seeing uh, Charlie and Alan's mom in a... Yeah. I, I forget her name. They also got uh, William Sadler coming back as the Grim Reaper, too. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't, I don't understand that relationship. They just, they just hang out with death. Yeah, like, uh, they got killed by, like, robot uh, duplicates of them in the second movie, and Grim Reaper tried to take them away, but they tricked him, and then, well, they team up with him later to, like, stop the evil bad guy of the movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) People tell me Mike's stuff is crazy. Looking forward to this, and apparently coming out, uh... In August, from my read, I I didn't see if it was theatrical release or VOD. Uh, I think it's theatrical. Okay. Yeah, God. I again, if if it's a little bit safe out there, I'll consider. I mean, God, I haven't gone to the movie theaters and like, ah, let's see. This all started in March. Last movie I saw was in February, so. About four or five months, yeah. Well, you got to think. You would, you know, Tenet coming out the end of July, movie theaters will be open by then. Movies yeah. will start being put back into the theaters, and there, there's your argument. Okay, really all I have. So, hey, what the fuck have you been watching? Good lord, what are you watching? What did I finish this week? I, uh, fuck. Uh, I finished Seinfeld. I watched that all through again. And then uh, I started up uh, Married with Children, and I'm about five seasons in on that. (laughs) My God, if Peggy was my wife, I would have up and left her a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. He says in one of the episodes, the reason he doesn't leave her is revenge. (laughs) 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 What kind of revenge is that? Uh um, other than that, uh, you know, I've been watching, you know, 
little bit of Storm Chasers, you know, some Dragon Ball, you know, just just a bunch of little different things, Family Guy here and there, and uh, you know, some episodes of Hell's Kitchen. I'm up to season 15 in Hell's Kitchen, and I just, God, I don't care about any of the people in this season. It's making it hard to watch, watch it. Gone to 15 seasons. Uh, it's starting season 19, I think, this year. Wow. How long has it been on? Oh, Jesus. Since 2005. Yeah, okay. and then it's already it's been renewed for a 20th season, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much my list. I don't even remember when I became aware of that show, honestly. I remember growing up, uh, you know, I'd, you know, Hang out in the living room and my mom would be watching it. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> being able to watch it now with him saying all the curse words and everything. To thinking back then to having him have everything beeped. Just how <laughs> much beeping there was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Well, I got my Blu-ray of Idle Hands from Scream Factory and watch that and... Oh, man, that transfer is amazing, and God, I still love that fucking movie. I uh, watched Seven. I have that on Blu-ray as well. Yeah, still a pretty damn good movie. Ooh, I almost want to do that someday. Although, that's, that's that's the one where he asks what's in the box, right? Yes, that's another one we'll have to wait for Sean with. And then RoboCop on Blu-ray. Still fine, good film. I watched Alien and Aliens, and, well, if you uh, remember my little rant from just a few minutes ago, that's where I stop. <laughs> no Alien 3? <laughs> no. <laughs> Next week, Cryosphere's back. Alien 3. <laughs> uh, I can't believe we haven't done a Cryosphere in fucking months. Yeah. Well, last time Scott talked about Prom Night, and... I just wanted to go watch Prom Night 2 again, and so I did, and yeah, I still have some fun with that flick. Probably the best in the uh, Prom Night series, although that ain't really saying much. I wish uh, I could go. I wish like I could go back in time and just like slap the director in the face. Make your movie better. <laughs> oh man, yeah, do a little bit of time travel along with uh, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the, well, at least two of the Jeepers Creepers movies. Again, round to part three, but yeah, those are some entertaining flicks right there. I like the Family Guy joke. Babs, get real high and listen to the song. Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I watched the Vatican tapes, some possession flick that came out about five years ago. Uh, yeah, that was a movie. Uh, it's called Our House, which is on Netflix about some guy who uh, makes this machine. And then suddenly his dead parents are talking to him through the machine and probably some other creepy beings, too. It was a, it was a decent watch. Oh, you know what else I watched yesterday? What's that? Over the Top. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, the arm wrestling <laughs> flick, right? Yeah. I don't know why, it was just a, it was a recommended movie on YouTube, and I was just like, yeah, why not? Yeah, watch Twister, 
Then, watch uh, that as well. That that just came on the Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I ended up staying up till like two o'clock in the morning watching it. <laughs> yeah, probably the first time I watched it on my HD TV, and oh boy, does it look awesome! And well, I mean, the CGI is it's a little rough. Yeah, it's a little dated in but, some spots, but but it still looks real good. And then, well, I got gotcha, my Jaws 4K the other day, so I watched that as well, and. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, the 4K transfer that is pretty damn good. And of course. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up having a freaking buy a copy from uh, Best Buy because they were all sold out. I'm still waiting for it to get here. And then you know, just because I watched that, I decided, you know, why the hell not watch Jaws 2 again? And uh, again, just like Alien movies, that's where I stopped. You know, I'm, I'm surprised. I know a lot of people like the third one. Granted, it's probably got some of the worst CGI in the series, yeah. but I mean, I know a lot of people like that one. Well, I'll tell you what, definitely not watching Jaws the Revenge again. <laughs> no need to get Michael Caine any more money. <laughs> I You'd have to pay me enough money to consider retiring early to get me to watch that flick again. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's just because I watched those two shark movies. I decided to watch The Meg, watch Night of the Lepus, killer rabbit movie, pretty fun movie. Well, watched a little bit of the Texas Chainsaw series, just a little bit. Just watched the first one, the second one, the third one, and then the remake and its prequel. Just just a few of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was almost wanting to give, like, the fourth one another chance, the one that's got Matthew McConaughey in it. I remember hating it, but it's been years since I watched it, but I couldn't find my copy of it. I, I swore I had a copy of it, at least on my hard drives. I couldn't, and after a little bit of searching, I'm like, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the Next Generation. I don't really need to seek that out. Maybe it was a sign. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I might consider like completing that maybe sometime this week. Maybe finding a copy of the next generation and then the one with the Dario and the one that just came out a few years ago. I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. Watched Mirrors. Click that came out a few like a, probably a decade ago with Kiefer Sutherland where he's a security guard at a uh, burnt down department store with mirrors that are possessed by demons. I remember that flick really freaked me out when I first saw it and doesn't quite hold up a bit, but I think it's still an entertaining flick. And then there's a sequel to it with uh, Nick Stahl, uh, John Connor in between Edward Furlong and Christian Bale, the one that people remember the least. Now, That's I, from Terminator 3, right? Yes. That's a, I mean, it's a decent sequel. At the very least, it's worth it just to see the chick who plays... Kim Possible get naked. Man, she's got big old boobies. <laughs> and the sixth day was. I think honestly, that's the one I've seen the most. Third one, just because it was always on TV. I was about to say you've seen beers too the most. What? <laughs> Let's see. The sixth day was Arnold Schwarzenegger, a clothing flick with him. It was pretty fun for what it was. Uh. Double Dragon, 
early 90s movie based on the video games. Uh, who does it, Scott? Well, it's got Robert Patrick, speaking of Terminator, as the villain. You got one of the guys from Party of Five and, oh, the Asian guy from uh, John Wick Parabellum. Very young. I almost didn't recognize him. <laughs> that movie is what it was. I mean, never played the... Actually, maybe I have played the Double Dragon game, but not like a big fan of them. I know the storyline, so it was what it was. I mean, it is still better than Super Mario Brothers, that's for sure. <laughs> Any movie's better than that. And, well, just a few slasher flicks. Uh, Girls' Night Out, Hospital Massacre, and The Fun House. And that's it. That's uh, my list right there. The Fun House. That's uh, Toby Hooper, right? Yes, it is. That's what and I thought. You, and uh, we could definitely tell it's Toby Hooper. I never realized, but it does kind of have a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes to it. Especially the main monster of the movie. It's like that movie's version of Leatherface. Okay, so let's talk about some red. Yeah, we're gonna put in a song, a trailer, and we'll do that. Tear it all down and life 
satellites. Seriously? Why are you trying to kill me? Why would I be trying to kill you? Because the last time we met, I tried to kill you. That was a long time ago. Some people hold on to things like that. They used to be the CIA's top agents. Victoria, best wet work asset in the business. What? What's that? I kill people, dear. But the secrets they know... This is off the books, total blackout. ...just made them the agency's top targets. Tell me everything you know. Some thumbsucker tagged him red. Red? Retired, extremely dangerous. Yeah, hey, don't make him like that anymore. We're going to break into the CIA and find out who's trying to kill us. We're getting the band back together. I put a few things away. Just in case. I am excited. What do you suppose the punishment is for what we're doing here? Death. Awesome. <laughs> I thought it might be nice to have a bit of girl time together. You can't touch me. Of course we can. That's right, old man. Old man? No respect. Old man, my... And we're back, talking red, retired, and extremely dangerous. Gets a what on IMDb, Jake? 7.0. Because screw Rotten Tomatoes, they are very irrelevant. And uh, October 15th, 2010. You know, the strange thing about this movie is, like, I always keep forgetting, like, when it came out, like, what year. I, I just always remembered it was had to be somewhere between... 2009 to 2011. I just never could remember. Yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't feel like it came out that long ago. Right? Then again, time's just flying by, so. Who we got in this movie? We got Bruce Willis. Fuck Bruce Willis, man! <laughs> <laughs> when you're yeah. about to die, what are the last words you'll have on your deathbed? <laughs> Fuck Bruce Willis! <laughs> uh, it'll never not be funny. <laughs> Got Morgan Freeman, got John Malkovich, got Helen Mirren. I I gotta get your opinion opinion on this. Helen Mirren, hot or not? How old is she? I think she's like somewhere in her seventies. I mean, granted, this is a ten-year-old movie by now, but man, she was pretty good looking in it. Yeah, I mean, she's she's one of the ones that you know was able to age wonderfully and not suffer from the you know whole. Lipo and all that other yeah. shit. And uh, Carl Urban in this movie as well. Mary Louise Parker. And a bunch of other people, which we will get to in a bit. Alright, well, uh, I basically watched, watched the movie. And then I uh, threw it out again, you know, a bunch of days later. And just quickly did up some notes. So here we go. <laughs> I was kind of lazy this time around. Um... We got Frank Moses, a retired 
a black ops CIA agent who lives alone in the sleepy town of Cleveland, Ohio. Lonely, uh, Frank, he creates different opportunities to talk to this girl, Sarah. She's a, uh, a worker at, like, a pension office in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Which is funny because in the next movie they say that she uh, they met in Kansas. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. No, yeah, I don't pre- think I did. <laughs> pretty funny catch on my end. Uh, he ends up tearing up his pension checks, and he ends up calling her when and to, you know to say that they uh, they haven't arrived. All that just to talk to a girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're retired, yeah, you know, sometimes you get lonely. I guess. <laughs> well, one night, an assassination squad ends up fucking raiding his home. He ends up waking up in the middle of the night and just fucking ends up, like, killing a bunch of these guys, you know, without without any issue. Yeah, I just love the whole bit of uh, putting the bullets in the pan and just heating it up just to make it look like there's a shootout going in there. He ends up basically doing that and then the freaking like uh, a squad of guys just starts opening fire on the house and just like completely destroys the front of it he ends up uh you know taking them out so uh knowing they uh they probably tapped you know his phone he believes you know sarah will be targeted as well and uh in kansas city you know sarah she gets home from a date with a guy who apparently lives with his mother and has no job she uh, refuses to invite him upstairs, so she goes up and she ends up <laughs> walking to her bedroom as he's standing in, you know, her doorway, and he's just like, "Hey, how are you? <laughs> it's me, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> so she throws the beer at him, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he ends up, you know, telling her, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt you. This and that." She's like, "Is that my bag? Did you vacuum?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's kind of dirty." <laughs> <laughs> Not only is he a ruthless killer, but he's a neat freak. Yeah, right. Well, hey, man, I I had something there, but I forgot. Uh, Never mind. Moving on. Well, uh, she refuses to go with him, so he ends up kidnapping her. (laughs) The next logical choice. (laughs) I'm surprised they drove all of that miles, and nobody's, like, bothered to be like, oh, is that a chick in his backseat with duct tape over her mouth? What? What is that? Yeah, it's a movie. Movie logic. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have CIA agent William Cooper. He is assigned by his boss, his uh, boss, where the fuck the fucking tea come from? Uh, <laughs> Cynthia Wilkes to hunt down and kill Frank. Uh, to find out who's targeting, uh, targeting him, Frank uh, tracks down his old associates for help. He goes to New Orleans, Louisiana, and visits his CIA mentor, Joe Matheson, who is played by Morgan Freeman, who ends up telling him that the same hit squad murdered a New York Times reporter. Uh, we should also note that uh, Matheson, or Joe, is a bit of a player. He, uh, yeah, he likes to pretend the, the TV is busted so that the nurses have to bend over and fix yeah, it. I was, I was hoping <laughs> you would mention that. I was mentioned all over you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like you know she she's playful with him, but it's 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 nice. 
<laughs> like, yeah, he's an old man. What's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, you know, she's tied up to the bed. Then she ends up, you know, banging up against the wall and ends up, you know, getting herself free. So she ends up calling the police. Well, uh, an agent posing as a police officer tries to abduct her and uh, injects her with something. But uh, Frank ends up returning just in the nick of time and ends up, you know, knocking this guy out, I guess, because it's all off screen. <laughs> I wonder what the hell happened. Like one minute he's standing there and the next minute he's on the ground. And he's retired, but he's extremely dangerous. That's the title says. <laughs> Cooper ends up, you know, chasing them, but uh, Frank ends up tricking the police into arresting Cooper as he escapes with Sarah. One uh, pretty cool thing is, like, uh, as uh, Cooper shows up the first time and just smashes into the car, as it's turning, uh, Frank just gets out of the car as it's spinning and just yeah. narrowly avoids getting it. Yeah, that's a pretty cool sequence right there. I mean, I think that obviously has to be a little bit of CGI green screen because I doubt Bruce Willis is that quick enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still a cool little effect right there. Yeah. And it, uh, I believe it comes into the two in the second one too. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, is it in the comic books? Like, yeah, I'll have I to wonder. like, have to seek out these comic books, man. If you can find, like, a compendium, just have, like, all of the books in it. Yeah. The best way to go about it. Well, the two, they uh, they end up heading to New York City, and uh, they end up finding clues left by a reporter, which lead them to a hit list. So, they end up going to seek out Marvin Boggs, a.k.a. John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, probably the best character of these two movies. Um, you know, he he is just ridiculous in basically any role you put him in. So yeah. You know he's going to be, you know, interesting character. Well, he is uh, an old associate and a paranoid conspiracy theorist. He, in, he is hiding in the bushes as they, you know, pull up on a boat. And he's got a crossbow, you know, pointed at uh, Frank. And he is like, why are you trying to kill me? Frank says, you know, I'm not trying to kill you. Last time I saw you, I uh, I tried to kill you. I'm not trying to kill you, so that makes us friends, right? Right? Get that fucking knife <laughs> out of my balls. That's <laughs> 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 so, so dumb. Yeah, it's like, what they say, like, he did a bunch of acid over the years. And... Oh, um, they uh, they go down into his, uh, his home, which is inside of a, you know, an old car. And, uh, you know, Frank ends up telling Sarah that uh, he was giving he was given doses of LSD every day for 11 years. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So (laughs) he has like every right to be the way he is. Yeah, he ends up, you know, telling all the people on the list there that, uh, you know, they're connected to a secret mission from uh, 1981 that happened in uh, Guatemala. Uh, a pilot on the list, Gabriel Singer, uh, ends up, you know, telling them all that, uh, you know, the mission involved, you know, extracting a person from uh, a Guatemalan village. Well, uh, earlier on, I should mention, uh, 
Boggs ended up, you know, Marvin, he ended up seeing a, a helicopter. And he wrote down, you know, the, the serial number and all that stuff so he could, you know, remember. And then, you know, at the airport that they're at, you know, he ends up seeing the same chopper. And it ends up gunning down Singer. Yeah. And he's, he's shot by, you know, a, a helicopter or a machine gunner. And, you know, funny enough, the machine gunner just starts fucking firing into this building as, you know, everybody escapes. <laughs> like, they, they're out of there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they up, do it. Paranoid man ends up being right. They end up, you know, having a little standoff, you know, or in, the, in these shipping containers. Uh, they got a woman with a fucking RPG. They got guys, you know, raining down, you know, machine gun fire on them. And, you know, all the while, everybody's just acting. <laughs> or they're saying, like, come on, old man, and stuff like that. <laughs> so they're all like... Uh, these people have no respect. <laughs> You've got to mention that one lady, like, he was, like, uh, catching her. He's like, she's been following us. She's got camera in her bag. She's got nothing in her bag, man. Yeah, well, uh, she ends up, you know, firing an RPG at them, but, uh, you know, she misses. So Marvin, he steps out of the fucking container, and, you know, he stares her down. We got old Wes, what the hell is it called? Showdown. Gun down, showdown, yeah, that. And uh, basically, as she fires the RPG, he fires his uh, his gun, and the bullet ends up hitting the tip of the RPG and explodes, and ends up causing her to explode as well. <laughs> Old man, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, you know, Cooper, he's he's starting to close in as they, you know, they just drive off with uh, in a minivan. Like, it's it's really weird. They can get out of there, like, <laughs> the minimal amount of time. Right. So they end up going to the Russian consulate. And uh, Frank, he goes in and meets ex-Russian secret agent Ivan Simonov, Simonov, whatever you want to call it. Brian Cox, the original Hannibal Lecter, in case nobody knew that. Well, or, in re- or- or I know him from uh, Super Troopers. <laughs> uh, I think he, he was also in uh, X2, right? Yeah, yeah, he was Striker. And funny enough, he was actually in another movie called Red, completely unrelated. And just from what I can tell from the synopsis of that movie, the movie is pretty much the original John Wick guy coming after people who killed his dog. Well, uh, in return for a favor... Uh, Ivan ends up, you know, helping Frank. He ends up giving him, you know, all the CIA's, uh, you know, layouts and passwords and all this and that so that, uh, Frank can break in. Uh, he ends up, you know, or him and Sarah, they go in and (laughs) they, uh, they almost screw up right at the very beginning. Uh, Frank, he has to, you know, do a, an eye scan thing. And they have a contact lens, and it ends up falling on the ground as uh, the elevate, elevator doors open. You know, armed troops are there. Hold, oh, uh, freeze! <laughs> uh, Sarah, she gets down on the ground. The, the, the uh, commander, he, he dropped his uh, his contact lens. You're gonna help me look for it? Yeah, it's pretty it funny because you know you wouldn't expect her to, you know, just be going along with all all of this stuff. Yeah, and. Uh... And after that, she's like, oh, man, what bit the punishment if we got caught? Uh, death. Life in prison. (laughs) (laughs) 
awesome. <laughs> she, uh, she's a, she's a thrill seeker. Hey, you can tell she's had a very boring life up to this point. Oh yeah, and we'll get more of that in the next movie. Frank and Sarah they end up getting down to the records room, and they find Henry, the records keeper, played by someone who's been on a lot of movies I've been watching recently. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, like he's been popping up everywhere. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, like it's I don't know why it keeps happening. Henry, he has so much respect for Frank that he just simply hands him the Guatemala file. And, uh, you know, he ends up handing it to Sarah, and uh, uh, Henry ends up saying, uh, there is a, you know, a, a young guy in here, you know, asking about uh, Frank's file. And Frank asks, uh, did he have, like, cute hair? <laughs> Henry's like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of cute. <laughs> So, uh, Frank, he goes upstairs, and he's he walks into uh, Cooper's office, and they just start fucking fighting. Yeah. And <laughs> Cooper, he ends up actually shooting Frank in the shoulder, or the arm, upper arm. And uh, basically, yeah, uh, Frank ends up kicking Cooper's ass, and he ends up actually dislocating Cooper's shoulder, too, which which looked like it hurt. A lot. Yeah. Like, it actually looked like it broke his arm. Yeah, so of course, the movie, Dislocating Your Shoulder, the movie way of it, because, you know, they pop that shit back, and it's like, oh, it's just fine. Yeah, because I imagine it probably wouldn't be like that in real life. He'd be in a fucking sling for the rest of the movie if it were more realistic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I've never got my uh, shoulder popped out of place, so I wouldn't know, but... I, I don't think I would ever want to. Yeah. <laughs> so you know frank is wounded and uh you know they end up having to try to escape sarah she you know tracks down a uh, a fireman who ends up you know walking over to frank and you know the fireman he helps frank out oh, except uh, oh hey it's it's frank carrying the fireman out <laughs> so uh they end up you know walking to the ambulance that's going to be their escape vehicle and marvin has a gun to his head and he's got a bloody nose, too. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe ends up opening the door. And, you know, Frank, he's, he's shocked to see Joe. But, you yeah, know, he's happy. Yeah, the last time we saw him, some guy was coming into his room to kill him. And we figure, oh, yeah. that's the end of him. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. And, uh... Well, Frank, you know, because he's wounded, you know, Joe, he tries to, you know, stitch him up and everything. But uh, Joe can't stop the bleeding. So Frank suggests they go to the eagle's nest. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's Marvin. He ends up saying, you know, we're all going to get shot now. <laughs> so it just it makes you wonder what the hell they're going to go do. So they end up going. Uh, Frank ends up going into the home of a former wet work worker. Uh, named Victoria Winslow, who <laughs> ends up treating uh, Frank's wounds. But uh, a funny moment is, uh, you know, you got Malkovich sitting outside <laughs> in the bushes <laughs> with a gun on her. <laughs> As if, you know, he's hiding and he just he makes really dumb faces. Yeah, and she's like, you can... She's like, you know, tell him to get in here before it hurts himself. Well... They uh they start looking in the file 
and the file leads them to Alexander Dunning, played by Richard Dreyfus, who is an arms trafficker. Joe ends up posing as a buyer and enters Dunning's mansion with Frank and Marvin while uh, Victoria and Sarah keep watch outside. Uh, they begin uh, interrogating uh, Dunning, who tells them the uh, the target for extraction was Lieutenant Robert Stanton, whose uh, senator father organized the extraction via Dunning. Stanton is now uh, vice president and has ordered the assassination of people involved in the mission to hide the fact that he massacred village civilians. All because, you know, he wants to run for president. So, the FBI, they begin to uh, surround Dunning's mansion, and uh, Cooper, he tries to negotiate Frank's surrender. And uh, Frank ends up, you know, telling him about the uh, the vice president's uh, treachery, but, you know, Cooper, he doesn't want to hear it. Frank, he begins walking outside of the house, and there's a gunshot, and, you know, it, it comes out of nowhere. Like, nobody was ordered to shoot, and, you know, yeah. Uh, Cooper ends up running up there, and it's Joe who sacrificed his life for everyone to get out because he's actually had a terminal illness. He had uh, stage four liver cancer. Yeah, that's just too bad to see him, Morgan Freeman, go out so early. I mean, okay, it's like in the middle of the movie, but still. Especially when you get, uh, you know, fooled earlier that, you know, he was killed. Right. In the confusion, uh, Victoria, she begins to uh, return, you know, begins firing at everybody, you know, so that the the guys can get away. And, uh, you know, they start getting out and, uh, you know, the girls, they start running. And Sarah, she ends up tripping and starts rolling down a hill and she ends up getting captured. So, uh, you know, Victoria, she's got to leave her behind. Uh, it's later. Uh, Frank ends up calling uh, Cooper from Cooper's own uh, family's home and warns him against harming Sarah. Good and way that, to get back. You fuck with my family, I fuck with yours. And this is where he says, you know, he's gonna, you know, kill the vice president, right? Yes. I watched it twice and I couldn't even fucking busy write notes. Uh, that's that's the downside. Uh, the team ends up, you know. Uh, kidnapping Stanton they go through all this you know crazy you know getting in with all of their stuff and you know they end up you know dispersing you know gas to try to freak everybody out and there's a there's a large shootout in the uh the parking garage you know I just I <laughs> I was busy watching <laughs> I freaking had to take <laughs> notes afterwards I felt like an ass but uh basically they got a freaking a 50 cal gunner just firing out a bunch of cars, so nobody's there, but, you know, it was Victoria at the start. Uh, you know, Victoria, she's walking through the, you know, the kitchen and stuff, just firing at, you know, the... What the hell are they called? Uh, people who protect, you know, the vice president and the president. Oh, Secret Service. Secret Service, yeah. And uh, Malkovich makes a uh, funny joke. He's like, I remember the Secret Service being uh, a lot tougher. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Victoria, she ends up getting shot. And, you know, she ends up, you know, almost looks like she's going to get trapped and captured and possibly killed. But uh, Ivan appears on the other side of a gate and ends up unlocking it and carries her away. 
Yeah, because they're well, former lovers. Stanton, uh, he gets escorted down to the, the bottom floor, and they get outside. And out of the shadows, <laughs> Marvin comes sprinting at them with a fucking plastic <laughs> explosive vest on. <laughs> <laughs> causing everybody to start running. <laughs> He's screaming too, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they end up getting in a car, and uh, they, you know, they start driving off. Cooper ends up, you know, telling them, you know, to, to stop the car and don't, you know, don't keep going, you know. But, of course, Dan, he doesn't listen. So, uh... Yeah, they end up, you know, calling Cooper and say that they want to meet at an old, you know, train yard in 15 minutes and do a trade Stanton for Sarah. Well, everybody arrives, including Dunning, and, you know, he ends up shooting Stanton right in the knee, and we learn that everything is Dunning's fault. And earlier in the movie, he said, quite clearly, I am the bad guy. (laughs) So, (laughs) basically... The writer threw it in your face. He's the bad guy. And it just it goes over everybody's head. I just thought that was quite funny to, to point out. Yeah, he ends up, you know, revealing, you know, he's behind the assassinations and, you know, Stant was never involved. Uh, disgusted with uh, uh, his boss Wilkes' uh, corruption, Cooper pretends to arrest Frank... But he ends up, you know, handing him the, the handcuff key. Well, Cooper, he ends up shooting uh, the woman along with, you know, another agent as uh, the rest of Frank's team fire on the rest of the guys. And Frank, he just walks up and punches Dunning right in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so he falls to the ground because, you know, he can't breathe. Well, uh, Marvin, he comes out of the shadows and just fires into Dunning and ends up <laughs> killing him. <laughs> uh, Frank ends up saying, you feel better now? And Marvin's like, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I think, yeah, earlier he was like, let, let me shoot him. Just let me shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as they leave, you know, uh, Sarah, she's eager to accompany Frank on a new mission because, you know, they're free. They don't have anybody shooting at them. They don't have, you know, anything else going on. So, you know, life is going to be pretty boring. Ivan, he reminds Frank that he owes him a favor. So a few months later, Frank and Marvin are seen fleeing from a Moldovan troops with a, a stolen nuclear device. And, uh, you know, Marvin, he's wearing, like, a dress <laughs> and is being pushed in a wooden uh, wheelbarrow by Frank. <laughs> I told you something bad was going to happen. <laughs> Explosions are going off all around him. <laughs> and uh, that's where we roll credits. So, Jake, what did you think? Okay. Second time watching this movie. I remember, I think I watched it, like, after it came to DVD and I'm whatnot and yeah, I thought it was funny. You know, just haven't got around to watching it again until like right about now and you know, it's a it's a funny movie to watch. I mean it's not the, one of the best things out there, but it's just something you could throw on every once in a while just to have some fun, watch good action sequence and mostly have some good laughs and whatnot. And like we said, biggest standout is definitely John Malkovich. I mean Malkovich yeah he's He's a good actor. Um, he's, 
has a good mix of like some serious roles and some funny roles. Like one role I always go back to with his is like he's the main villain in Con Air, Cyrus the Virus. It's a pretty awesome role right there. But man, he just sells a fucking show in this movie, man. He's like so just fucking crazy and all. Uh, so for this movie, I think I'm just gonna go with a pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna agree. This is a it's a pretty good. I, I don't know if I can give it a best. Um, yeah, that's not enough for best right there. Honestly, it's it's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's got you know it's it's good laugh moments, good bits of action, cool scenes. Uh, you know, a pretty good story. But you know, it's just. I don't feel I can put it on the level with, like, uh, The Shining or Halloween or anything like that. Or The Dark Knight, yeah. You know, I just, I find it hard. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just probably good enough for watch every once in a while. Like I said, I mean, probably been, what, nine years since I last saw it. And, you know, I was able to remember so much about it, so it's not like it's a forgettable movie at all, but... Although I forgot yeah. Richard Dreyfus was in it. Uh, I forgot he was even the bad guy. <laughs> even though he tells you, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, this movie's on TV all the time still. And, you know, you know, whenever it's on, you know, I typically just throw it on just because, you know, it's it's got enough there that it's it's always fun to just, you know, throw it on. You know, it's it's. It's a good mixture of action and comedy. Right. Yeah, I would say that's about it for me for this one. Okay, well now it's my turn to talk about Red 2. For some reason, every time I say Red 2, I keep wanting to say Red Dead Redemption. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I looked this up online, and that's the first thing that popped up, Red Dead Redemption 2. (laughs) Yeah, well... Plug in the song right here, and then you hear a trailer, and then we'll be back with the Red Tube.
we doing here with all this balls? We're having a ball and living life. Frank, what are you doing here? I need you. Look, I'm retired, okay? You haven't killed anybody in months. That's a positive thing. They're coming. I can feel it. <laughs> 96 hours ago, somebody said you and I took part in an operation called Nightshade. At the height of the Cold War, a Megaton device was smuggled into Moscow piece by piece and then reassembled. The scientist was Edward Bailey. He's in an asylum for the criminally insane. Frank Moose is my dear fellow. Why are you so old? You've been locked up here for 32 years. Come on, Frank, you're going to be kidding me, yeah? Come on, put him up. 11 million people are going to lose their lives if you don't help me. Is there any way you could tell us where the bomb is? I invented it. It's not good. MI6 has just given me a contract to kill you. Apparently, you're number one on Interpol's most wanted. What did you say? It's important to enjoy life while you still can. They're sending an old friend of yours as well. He's the best contract killer in the world. You need help. Hello, Frank. Who is she? Trouble. How are things? Yeah, Frank. How are things? <laughs> happens in the Kremlin stays in the Kremlin. You gave her a gun. She has no idea what to do with this. I know exactly what to do with it. Oh, be like the old days, Frank. I hate her so much. You're dead, man, Moses. I ain't dead yet. I never heard of you. Must be a little bit before my time. Well, you've heard of me now. Saving the world! Nastrovia! Nastrovia! Budim Red 2 came out three years later, July 19th, 2013, and a 6.6 .6 on IMDb, so just 0.4 points lower than the last one. Uh, well, uh, I don't, I forgot to mention the director of the last movie, I forget who he was already, but the director of this movie is a guy called Dean Parasot, I think it is, and funny enough, uh, he's actually the guy who's directing the Bill and Ted movie. Hmm. Yeah. And while we've got some returning characters bruce john mary louise helen and brian yeah sadly no morgan though so, uh, but we got some other big names in this well got you know hannibal lecter anthony hopkins uh got i'm gonna push her the fuck out of this name beyond hoon lee he plays storm shadow in the gi joe movies mm -hmm. and Catherine zeta jones she dips beneath the lasers Whoa, whoa. If you watch Workaholics, you would get that reference. <laughs> and uh, Neil McDonough, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, he's a dumb-dumb from Captain America, and I think he plays a role on uh, Agent Carter as well. Bunch of other roles, too. This movie begins in Costco, where Frank and Sarah are shopping, just trying to live regular lives. And Frank seems to be pretty content with the regular life, but as we can see, Sarah... Not so much. <laughs> but uh, Frank happens to notice that Marvin is following him. 
And he's just saying that there are people after me. And of course, Frank's like, man, you're just so fucking paranoid, man. And he, of course, even Sarah notices him and she's like, ooh, what's, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? He's like, no, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> they beat him again while he's driving off outside. But again, he's just shrugging him off. But after he drives off, uh, his car explodes. Oh. He cut to the funeral of Marvin, and, well, it should have been pretty much a red flag that something was up, because, you know, uh, apparently killed by an explosion in his car and open casket funeral. And I, I, I don't know, I, I would imagine a car explosion would be a closed casket. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's just fucking, his body would be good, couldn't burn. Yeah. If there is a body at all. That's very <laughs> but, true. Of course, they go to his funeral and, uh, well, Frank keeps saying that, uh, you know, he's like, he's faking it. He's totally faking it. Even at one point, takes a pin from the little corsage on him and tries poking his hand with it. And of course, uh, he doesn't wake up. He gives a little speech with at uh, this funeral and even ends up tearing up at the funeral. <laughs> So I'm so honored you cried. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they're leaving, well, some guys come and pick up Frank, take him back to the Yankee White facility. But while he's getting interrogated, this guy called Jack Horton shows up. And, well, he's, I guess we're supposed to assume this guy is the Carl Urban of this movie, the agent uh, that's coming after him and fucking anyone up who gets in the way. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, before it comes, you know, they say they're asking him about something called Nightshade because they're listed as participants in this. But uh, Horde comes and just fucks them up and you know, tries to talk to Frank himself, but Frank ends up escaping and uh, gets a cool little sequence right here. Like, uh, he uses Pringles to, like, pretty much help indicate where the villains are and, and even at one point he hides a grenade under a guy's body so other guy will come and look under and kaboom! Mm. And after a while, guess who uh, comes to the rescue? Nobody else but Marvin. He's like, man, you're really inconveniencing me right now. And so they meet up with Sarah, try to drive away, and at this point, you know, Marvin's like, I'm so thrilled that you cried at my funeral. It's like, I, I didn't cry. And so, you know, with those guys on the loose now, they have to hire some people to kill them. Well, the Americans hire... Han Joe Bay, you know, fucking Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. And yeah, we can see he's a ruthless killer and he seems to have a vendetta against Frake. And, uh, well, the MI6 end up hiring Victoria, who ends up calling them just a little bit later just to say that she's been hired to kill them while she's uh, taking care of uh, somebody else she was killing. You know, having them in the bathroom pouring acid all over them, just so casually. Um, Marvin's guard, they hear some noise coming from the trunk. He's like, oh yeah, that's somebody I kidnapped. While Frank and Sarah are watching Marvin slap this guy around, trying to get information, you know, they're talking about how, you know, things are getting stale. She wants a life of excitement. Even learns that, uh, you know, Marvin gave her a gun. He's like, you you gave her a gun? What the hell, man? (laughs) Well, the guy ends up giving information that the guy behind this nightshade is a guy called Edward Bailey, a name they seem to recognize. Edward and so, the, the, the uh, Edward Bailey. And so, after a little uh, research, they decide to head over 
to uh, Paris to find some guy nicknamed the Frog. And of course, we learned that they ended up stealing uh, Han's plane, and this really doesn't make him happy. <laughs> so we meet this guy they call the Frog, and like, is it because he's French? He's like, no, because he used tree frog poison on people. And we learned that he's also a wine connoisseur and has some bidding on some nice bottles of wine. But they decide to go into this place where he's at, and they keep telling Sarah, whatever you do, do not look right at him. Ah, what does Sarah do? Ah, she looks right at him. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ends up running off, and we get a chase sequence. It was supposed to be just with the... Oh, yeah, I forget to mention at this point. They end up running into Katya. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Who uh, we learn is an ex-lover of Frank. And as uh, Marvin says, it's Frank's kryptonite. Uh. And uh, you know, as we can see, Sarah doesn't seem to really like her so much. You know, old lover coming back into his life. Man, well, I mean, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. I mean, yeah, she's fucking hot. But yeah, anyway, so a shake sequence comes out. And originally it's just Frank and Katya. But uh, again, Sarah, she decides she wants in on the fun, so ends up driving around and uh, looks like a a bug. I, I, I want to say, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Marvin in the passenger seat. <laughs> well, <laughs> she tries to get him, but she ends up screwing up so much. Like <laughs> at one point, getting hit by so many cars, and Frank's just like, "Yeah, she'll be all right." And they end up chasing uh, the frog on a motorbike, but. They get to the point where the uh, the walls become like a uh, very very uh, close together, those sections of Paris, and the frog's able to get out of there, but they end up getting stuck. And while the <laughs> frog is just standing there, just taunting him, well, Frank comes up and runs him over. <laughs> Should never so, stop in the middle of the road. <laughs> they take him back to his place to like torture him for information. And <laughs> I love this part where you know. He just calls him a bunch of Mickey Mouse-loving uh, freaks or something like that. Marvin ends up slapping him, saying, leave Mickey out of it. They start to do, like, some major stuff, like breaking all of his balls of wine. But before they're about to, like, really, really torture him, Sarah makes them stop. And she starts going up to the frog and crying to him and ends up making out with him just a little bit. He gives in and gives her the key that she's that they're looking for. And so that night, well, Frank is telling Sarah he wants to go out to dinner with her, but uh, Katya comes and says, we need to talk. And so before he leaves, Marvin ends up giving him the key. And that dinner that night, well, she ends up drugging Frank, and he passes out, and she takes the key from him. <laughs> <laughs> and in the morning, well, Sarah is slapping the shit out of Frank. <laughs> To wake him up and just to get her frustrations out. He's like, you gave her the key! But we learned that Marvin gave her another key. They have the right one and ends up going to a security box. Other way, they're like, uh, well, she ends up leaving in a taxi with a bunch of brand new clothes that she ended up buying with Frank's money while he was passed out. While Frank and Marvin are walking and Marvin's trying to give Frank some relationship advice. Well, Han ends up attacking with a major, major uh, Gatling gun. <laughs> ends up tearing the shit out of this van they're hiding behind. At one point, we get Frank trying to shoot, and Marvin, like, 
almost basically spooning him right behind him. <laughs> and Frank's like, is that a stick of dynamite in your pocket? He's like, well, yes, it is, but I'm saving it for an emergency situation. Well, I think this is an emergency situation. <laughs> and so they use it to end up blowing up another car to create a diversion while they slip into a manhole. And so they arrive at the place and the key ends up getting Katya busted. And so they find a security <laughs> box, end up looking, and they find out a lot about who's behind this. And apparently whoever it was has been put on ice. What is ice? Incarcerated. Cannot execute. And we can see Marvin and Frank seem to know who this person is. While they're driving off, like, they run into Victoria, who's uh, pointing at them with a sniper gun. And is like, how did she know we were here? I was like, uh, I might have told her. And so we get a little bit of a standoff tense situation. And it's looking like Victoria pulling the trigger. And next thing we see is uh, the car on fire. It's like, oh, shit. Did she really do it? No. No, she's uh, helping them fake their deaths and other bodies. And I just love this part. Sarah's asking her, so where did you get the bodies? My freezer. <laughs> she ends up looking at her like, what the fuck? I like the fact that also, like earlier, she was doing the Breaking Bad thing with <laughs> the body in the tub. <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned know. that, low, the acid, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, uh, they get to where they need to be in an asylum, and, you know, apparently this guy that was in there has been there for 32 years, and the guy in there turns out to be Edward Bailey played by Anthony Hopkins, who's uh, actually in favor of Cocoa Pups, it seems. I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he's just fucking crazy. <laughs> and they end up talking to him in his room, and he's like, oh, I need to go get something. Ends up closing the door on them in his cell, locking them in there, but they end up busting out, and now Victoria tells them to go off with him, and while she ends up getting captured, you know, they end up talking a little bit about, uh, about Han, well... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead a bit. So they arrive in Russia where, you know, Bailey says that uh, he thinks the bomb is at. And when they get there, well, there's a bunch of soldiers waiting for them. We learn uh, that uh, these guys are led by Ivan. A little reunion with him. And then while they're walking away, that's when they get attacked by Han again at, uh, I want to say it looks like a department store. Uh, or convenience store, rather. Another fight ends up breaking out, and, well, it ends up with uh, Frank handcuffing him to, like, a, oh, what the hell do you call those, like, refrigerator-type things at those convenience store where they have all the pop. Uh, uh fridges? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, yeah, those fridge things. Handcuffing him to the door handle and getting away, but he ends up breaking it off and kicking some more uh, cops' ass with that. They're having uh, Bailey lead them to where the bomb would be at. They find out the entrance to where they need to go is located in a Papa John's. And the actual <laughs> bomb is in the Kremlin, which, yeah, that's a pretty big fucking deal. They sneak into the Papa John's, ends up tying up on the employees, and even get some Papa John's pizza to go with that. I would say good for them, but oh my god. I've had Papa John's pizza recently. Not as good as I remembered, honestly. They took all the Papa John's uh, out of you know my area. I haven't had it in such a long time. 
But I remember I used to eat, eat it every week and used to enjoy it. Yeah. Especially with, like, the, the garlic knots and stuff. Those are really good. Now they end up getting into the Kremlin and have to dress as guards and even leave Sarah behind as a guard. And they're like, okay, <laughs> we're trying to give her some language lessons, like mainly just to say gas leak maintenance on the way. <laughs> just saying, don't smile, don't, don't smile, you'll give us away. <laughs> and uh, they find the bomb and it's red mercury, a pretty big deal. Um. As they find us, well, uh, Katya ends up finding them, too. And she ends up rejoining them, and, well, a guard ends up walking by Sarah, and he's just trying to talk to her. And, well, all she can seem to say is, of course, uh, Russian for gas leak maintenance is coming, but this guy ends up flirting with her, and she decides to play along with her kissing him. And this is right as Frank and everybody comes back, and Frank's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That seems to be taken care of, you know, they're at the hotel room celebrating with when Frank gets a phone call from Victoria, who learned while she was uh, captured and ends up breaking out that uh, Edward Bailey was locked up because he wanted to set off the bomb. And we find out that uh, the whole crazy act Bailey was setting up was just an act. He is the villain of the movie and ends up working with the uh, Horton and so they end up shooting Katya and capturing everybody else. And while they're uh, about to go off on an airplane, while Horton's backing out of the deal he made out with them, is about to pump back in incarceration. He's saying the last 32 years going to look like a vacation to you. Well, Bailey, he's a little smarter than he looks because he ends up releasing like a, like a gas that ends up knocking everybody out and killing them too. Ends up giving Horton the antidote for it because he's gonna antidote shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) antidote you know what i meant (laughs) sorry everybody gets on me for fucking shit up i gotta i gotta give it to some other people (laughs) i gotta bring you down to my level jake well frank sarah and marvin they're getting set up to be executed by a firing squad would you know it, Victoria's nearby, along with Ivan. And, you know, she's shooting at these guys with a sniper rifle while Ivan's just sitting there saying, Oh, you look so sexy. I love how your toes, toes curl when you're about to pull the trigger, even sniffing her shoes. <laughs> you fucking sniffs her shoes. It's like a fucking quagmire thing, like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> and they end up getting out and, well, before they're about to go off to... Iranian to Iran. Well, uh, Frank gets another meeting with Han, and after a little fight, well, he tells them that, you know, hey, man, there's bigger fish right here. You gotta help us. And, well, after a little bit relent and more, it's Han ends up uh, agreeing and decides to help him out. Yeah, so they're going to Iran, and they're having Sarah be, uh, uh, do a little thing with, uh, Iranian ambassador trying to flirt with him and then taking him hostage. Even Frank ends up getting her a gun, which she seems to be very happy about. (laughs) She finally gets a gun. Yeah, Marvin's creating a little bit of diversion himself, too, like (laughs) blowing up a bathroom. And, well, not the kind of blowing up a bathroom I usually have after taco night. (laughs) That's for goddamn sure. I mean, actually blowing up toilets and, you know, causing, like, 
major water leakage everywhere, so they have to act as like they're coming in, and Sarah, she has a little bit of a problem with uh, this one guy, and she ends up shooting him. But Bailey, you know, he's setting a bomb off. He's, like, starting the countdown, and we learn this is all a revenge plan because they end up killing his whole entire family. He ended up telling Horton this before killing him. Bailey ends up uh, kidnapping Sarah, and, you know, big old chase ensues. Like, uh, we got uh, Victoria riding with Han, and... I think this is probably where we get that little cool car effect again, and even got some Lincoln Park playing in the background. Chester Bennington's scream is basically about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and while Frank and Marvin are in a helicopter with some pump, and Marvin's trying to shut it off and keep cutting wires, well, Ellie ends up making the countdown accelerate. <laughs> and he's like, we're all going to die! And uh, at one point, well, these guys shoot the helicopter down and ends up crashing with the bomb, but miraculously they end up coming out of it okay. Even the bomb does as well. Yeah, because Hollywood. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, Bailey ends up meeting Frank back on the plane, holding their hostage, and he comes in with the case carrying the bomb and he's just like, Alright, put that down and Sarah just keeps saying, No, shoot me, Frank, please. <laughs> but he ends up taking the bomb with them while with their while Bailey just takes off in the plane, and everybody realizes that you know Bailey's taken off. The bomb is still there. Like, oh fuck, we're gonna die. You know, Marvin ends up holding Victoria. They're all <laughs> even plugging his ears while they're waiting for it to go off. But while Bailey's in the air, he hears them ticking. He goes to look, and uh, Frank actually left the bomb on the plane. It's like, hmm, I did not see that coming. As the bomb goes <laughs> off, right in the air, and uh, seems to be a happy ending, but Han is really pissed off about the plane. He's like, you know, man, I was actually not going to kill you, but now I think I just might. Sarah and Frank are walking away. He's like, oh, he doesn't really mean it. And then we hear him say, I really mean it. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and so, yeah, he owes him like $50 million <laughs> for destroying his plane <laughs> <laughs> and for letting him live. And so as they're walking off, Frank's asking uh, Sarah, hey, you ever wanted to go to Caracas? Something like that. And we end up flashing over there. Well, as Sarah's pretending to be a singer, but she ends up like running off guns blazing while Frank and Marvin are just sitting there in the Marvin with that big old fruit hat on them. Again, <laughs> doing a little cross-dressing like he did at the end of the first movie. And he's like, hey, don't look at me. She's your girlfriend. <laughs> And we roll credits. All right, Scott, what do you think about this one? This one, it's it's definitely not as good as the first one, I feel. Um, I mean, it, it feels like this one's more of a comedy than an action movie. And, you know, it, it, it really does. It relies more heavily on the, on the comedy aspect. But, you know, it, it's still got some, you know, really funny scenes, some good action scenes. And, you know... Uh, a nice twist there with Hopkins, you know, actually being sane and evil, and you know, you, you don't really see it coming for a while. So, uh, you gotta give 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 the movie props for that. I think I I think it'll go pretty good. I mean, it's it, you know, it's just a little under par of you know from the first one. So it's it's definitely still worth the watch. You know, if it's on, you know, you can watch it and still have a good time. I'm gonna repeat the sentiments right there. I mean. It's a harmless little flick. I mean, you know, it's not set out 
should be the one of the best action movies ever, but you know, it's just enough to, you know, you can just enjoy it along with the first one. It's it's a good like comparison piece with the first one you could just watch on a you know, slow afternoon, whatnot. Just turn your brain off, have some fun. And you know, I, I wasn't sure if I saw this one. I mean I'm not sure if this is a first time viewing or not a movie. I mean, man, it's 2013. That was a long ass time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember when 2013 was a long ass time ago, but ah, uh, shit, man. What can you do? But you know, you have a bunch of more good comedy moments, and it's nice to see, you know, Anthony Hopkins like cutting up just a bit. You know, you always just think about. Anthony Hopkins being a serious actor, and especially you normally associate him with uh, Hannibal Lecter, you know. But yeah, seeing him acting goofy, it was a nice little change here. But yeah, like I said, that's a harmless little flick. Pretty good overall. All right. So that's all we have to say about these two movies. I think we should take a break. And get everybody hyped for what we're doing next time. Yes, sir.
And we are back, and once you know it, third episode in a row we got some feedback from good old Balsack. I mean, how lucky are we? (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) Hey, yeah, we went, like, how many episodes without feedback? Take what we can get, man. (laughs) Okay, so here's a piece of feedback. Let's see what he has to say. for this shit again it's ball sack <laughs> you guys need to uh, fix your wording or hang on a second god darn my man that's my fault my mouth. and yes that's the only thing that goes in my mouth right now <laughs> you guys gotta work on your fucking wording and actually put like the arrows out of the times frames or whatever you want to do these girls at cause god damn it Scott you say if you have a voice to vote to give uh, Scott some more shit <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm the brunt of everybody's jokes. <laughs> and, well, to me, all he has to say is that uh, <laughs> my little fucked up position last time around as a regular Thursday night for him. <laughs> 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 I hope you have plenty of laundry detergent, Balzac. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh... I was really stumbling with what I was saying. I was just like, I was, I was trying to think of something, and you know, in the, in the heat of the moment, I was just like, hey, yeah, all right, there we go. <laughs> Sometimes I do that. If you yeah. can't tell. Oh, happens to the best of us. It's hard and... coming up with shit on the spot. Yeah. Well, uh, we also have uh, another piece of feedback, too, but. Uh, that we're going to save for after the show because I was telling Scott, uh, that was more of a segment than a piece of feedback, honestly. And in case you're wondering, yeah. well, uh, if you're missing Sean's voice, well, you'll hear it at the end of the show. And yeah, that uh, probably won't surprise you when I say that it's pretty much a segment rather than a little piece of feedback because it's Sean, the piper. He tends to pipe on. We got on his case for like telling him how, how short the shows are. He's like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a whole thing. It's definitely worth a listen. We recorded at like ten o'clock at night when everybody was just a lot out of it. Well, when it was ten o'clock for you guys. Well yeah. Yeah, I I was still I was still in it. <laughs> And couldn't take my melatonin yet, so I, I was still in it. I don't know how you can take that shit. That shit just... It, it makes it so I can't wake up in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know I, I do, and you know, I don't want to wake up so easily in the morning, but 
Yeah, I still do sometimes. Yeah, I've been saying I've had to pee a lot in the mornings. You know, that makes uh, sleeping a little harder. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't need to get too personal right there, but yeah. Well, so yeah, you want to be like Balsack and Sean? Well, send in your thoughts to unholymofo with that gmail.com. Or I met Jake the Snake 54 on Twitter. I'm at brother underscore Scott one. Although I I don't know, Twitter's been a little mm, lately. I I'm not sure if I'll be on there any longer. I am definitely considering dropping it because it's like, what the hell do I do on Twitter other than post episodes anymore? Honestly, I I don't do anything on there either. Although Twitter is like the only social media we can find Tyler on, and it's like, I need. I need to hear from my Tyler every once in a while, man. <laughs> we haven't heard from him in a while. I wonder where he is. Yeah. Although, another thing, I was like, okay, make this might make me keep uh, uh, Twitter for a bit. I just uh, saw Balsack retweeted something t- in order to win a free PS5. And I'm like, well, I, I'll... I'll I'll take my chances there, too. God damn, that's another thing we forgot to talk about. The PS5. It just revealed that in some new video games coming out, including Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Resident Evil 8. And man, man, Resident Evil is really changing a lot. It's, yeah, uh, I don't like it. It's uh, no longer uh, biological zombies anymore. Yeah, somebody said it's like werewolves now, right? Yeah. I mean, just from the trailer I watched... It seemed like more in line with uh, Resident Evil 4 a bit, except now you got werewolves thrown into the mix. Don't know. Don't care. Didn't play 7. Probably won't play 8. Oh, I'm definitely interested in getting a PS5, but it just wonders, like, you know, the graphics uh, don't seem to be, like, much of an update from, you know, current PS4 games. I don't know if that's just me or not, and... It's just like if you're, you know, updating the systems, you might as well want to uh, update the graphics a little bit. But it's like, man, game graphics are like so good these days. Like, how much better can they get? And <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised. Um, you should actually check out what uh, the Xbox they've uh, they've shown some stuff, and you should check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Especially yeah, Minecraft. They, they, I guess they, they did something on Minecraft, and now it looks, like, realistic. Well, I, I'm not going to switch to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the dark side. <laughs> it's nice over here. Well, I guess the other thing, too, is about the PlayStation 5 is that it's supposed to be backwards compatible with almost every other PlayStation console. That's, that's what that's, they say, but I I keep hearing things are different, and that it'll barely even have anything from PS4 yeah. now. Yeah, said, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that was a, our quick little thing, since we forgot to talk about in our opening segment. We'll include it in the closing segment, and I don't even think we've even mentioned what we're doing next episode, have we? Nope. Okay. What are we doing next time? Well, uh, there's a comedy duo that comes around once in a generation. And when they make some really good movies, they 
become memorable. I'm talking about Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Yes. So we are going to be doing two of their, I believe, three movies uh, with Hear No Evil, See No Evil, and Stir Crazy. I've seen uh, Hear No Evil, See No Evil. I remember it being pretty funny. Uh, I've not seen Stir Crazy yet, so should be an interesting show. <laughs> so, for some reason, I feel like we've done Stir Crazy on the show. Um, I know we've done some Richard Pryor before. Uh, that one where he's with the kids. Yeah, was it busting loose or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but I don't know yeah. if we ever done a Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder before. Should should be fun. You know, it's 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 a shame that they didn't do more movies together. Yeah. So we're gonna have to make sure that this is a damn good show. Indeed, so. So again, you know, you leave the feedback on you know email or the Twitter, and we're out of here. Yeah. So until hear no evil, see no evil, and stir crazy. Peace out. Later, fuckers.
this I've never known trust like the nine Let it be spoken, let it be screamed They'll never ever take us alive Till we Are you recording right now? I don't want anyone to hear that. <laughs> I can edit it out. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sleepwalkers. You guys chose Sleepwalkers. The year of our Lord, 1992. Sleepwalkers. There, there is, there is some early George R. R. Martin. I don't know. Um, was watching the show. He's like, I want to make a book about people's penises. Fucking family members who turn into cats. I don't know. So here's the thing, Stephen King. Um, you know, if you want to take over a town, cat people. I, you know, it's, sometimes you you watch the things that Stephen King creates, or you know, God bless you who read, and and I appreciate all of you. Um, do you ever just take a step back and be like, hmm. I don't know, dude. That doesn't work. <laughs> Cat people. <laughs> um, I do. I do. Lo- I do love the scene where the cop pulls him over. What does he do? Does he eat him? I, I don't know. 
um, the, the love interest. She's a wonderful, you know, gorgeous. But mom, um, uh, and, and I tried to send an email, um, and we and we turned into a it, it, a wonderful meet and greet. COVID, wonderful. I miss you guys. Uh, Ah, the Viper. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, uh, Krieg, Krieg, and Kraus, Brian Kraus, Alice Krieg. Uh, the, the the and they're creepy with a capital K, man. These guys are fucking Stephen King. Good job. Um, the guy who directed this movie is really well known for directing uh, this movie. He wrote <laughs> Once Upon a Time. I I don't know. I I looked it up earlier. I don't have it in front of me. He's this is it. This is what he's directed. Good job. Fun. Well, Jake, um, uh, I believe uh, you can uh, interject. He's also directed uh, a lot of other King stuff. Yes. Right? He did the Shining miniseries, the remake of the Shining. And uh, oh, uh, I think one called Ride the Bullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How can I forget the stand? Is the Ride the Bullet that little short thing where Kurt Douglas and, and Michelle Pfeiffer have a little fucking spat and she's like, I'm going to go subatomic. I, I doubt it, but I, I don't even remember what that is, honestly. Okay, well, I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the Shiny miniseries uh, with that creepy little kid and the guy from Wings and Rebecca DeMornay. Rebecca DeMornay! Um... Yeah, Sleepwalkers. I gave it, I mean, in the email, I gave it a grade, but now I'm like, ah, is that too high? I don't know. It was, it was a pretty, it was, it was an okay. It was an okay. I gave, I gave this one an okay because uh, 10 years old when I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm throwing it out there. Now you can come and and steal my identity because you know how old I am. It was weird. It was odd. But 1992, I think to myself, you know, lawnmower, man, weird. Odd. Stephen King. Sleepwalkers, lawnmower man. Are they two ends of a spectrum or are they are or are they just it's it's like a pair. You know? There's a well, top I, half and there's a bottom half. They both taste the same. It's a fucking pair. It's the I, same I movie. Like Sleepwalkers and uh and not so much lawnmower man. I, I like Lawnmower Man. When when I was in, okay, so when I was ten years old, you know, I went. I was in a dark room program. We took pictures. Went in the dark room. We fucking, you know, did, did the uh, what do you call it? The the, the photography shit. Um, and we we had uh, VHS and 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 reel to reel. We had the early Pixar shit. Like somehow, our teacher got them, and it was on a Pixar. Well, whatever. I appreciate the terrible nonsense um, that, that, that we've gone through and this movie with the cats and the faces and the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you if you're taking the right drugs, it's better though. Um, and lawn and, and lawnmower man, it's just fun. Like it's like virtual boy. It's like virtual boy. It's just not red and black. It's all of the colors. It's virtual boy, you know, better. I fucking hate the virtual boy. Um, lots of takes here, but Sleepwalkers is fun. You know, it's a good movie. I look forward to watching uh, Night Flyers. I, uh, uh, <laughs> had no time. It. Uh, I think uh, we both recommended it high. Oh yeah. Said you know definitely check it out. Oh, the first ten, first well, no, fifteen seconds. I, you know the, the 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 dialogue over the yeah. It, it seems interesting. They know what they're doing. I I, I look forward to maybe yeah. I like to mumble and stutter. 
It's been a while. <laughs> so nice to hear from you guys. So, and so yeah. what? All right. So, yes, yeah, uh, Sleepwalkers. It's it's okay. It's it's a fun Stephen King romp. Uh, make if, if if what's the what's the one with Kathy Bates and and um, Misery? Uh, no, the other one, Claiborne. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolores, Dolores. Yeah, Claiborne? That, that, that's the yeah. One. So Sleepwalkers is like Dolores Claiborne um, meets The Shining. If I could be so bold, because you get that really awkward, oh my god, incest feeling. Like I'm turning it off, make it go away. Yeah. With what the fuck are you talking about? There's an Indian man. <laughs> Okay, there's a Native American gentleman, and, and he's trying to save me from what? No, he got an axe in the chest. No, wait, that was Scatman Carruthers. It's it's all very confusing, but somehow he makes it um, awful, just awful. Stephen King, it's experiential, and so if you say it's awful, if you say it's wonderful, or if you say I love it, it's art because you're experiencing it. This movie was weird. Ugh. As an Irish boy, it's it's not easy to watch, you know. Oh, bad. <laughs> um, Scott, talk to me about the Oedipal Complex. What have you learned in in your um, experiences with pop culture? What what is what does the world tell you about Oedipus? Uh, not much. Could have worked more. You said edible, like an edible <laughs> <laughs> <Edible> complex. <laughs> like what the hell is that? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think Sean's well, been taking too many CBD pills. <laughs> well, no, the the Oedipal complex is both the Oedipal complex because Freud tied his oral fixation back to Oedipus and his fucking desire to fucking kill. <clears throat> Not in that order, but yeah, this is Stephen King's approach to um, Oedipus and his in, in in the whole Greek uh, situation with you know the son is the father and fucks the mother. What? Terrible, terrible. How much have you been drinking, Stephen King? We uh, we talked about it on the show, and we think this was still in his cocaine-fueled days. Oh, <laughs> doesn't it make sense? It does make sense. <laughs> yeah, I even made a joke about that. It's like, oh, what could be even more fucked up than 12-year-old kids fucking each other? Oh, how about mom and daddy? Uh, mommy and daddy fucking each other. <laughs> now, did, did he write this one after... Um... Did these the, the shining it did did you look up Are yeah, you sure? I, I would so. imagine so I mean of course according to IMDB it's based on an unpublished story of his so uh, there's really well, no way of telling when it was officially written to what extent is he just like you know uh, an ocean of ideas he's like ah oh, this is what I have right now and this is what I have later it's always there fuck you <laughs> I need help Ah, uh, Stephen. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if that's all you have to say about that, uh, what do you think about doing the tournament thing that I was talking about the other day? Wait, what? I thought this is this is the sign. This is the signing off time. This is when we say goodbye. What, what tournament? Well, uh, we have this thing. It's good night, the- everybody. 2020 <laughs> search for the unholy mofo girl and basically we did a bracket of 60 women and what? we're doing four rounds each week to determine what? the unholy mofo girl 
It's what? Uh, it's something they did on All My Heroes Are Masks, and we're kind of just it like copying so, it, it. It also it also sounds like NWO sold out, where they had a whole bunch of like you know middle aged mothers with cesarean sections on motorcycles. What what are we talking about right now? You're what are the women? Uh, are they just like you know? It's Pamela Anderson and Carmen Electra and fucking well. Sasha, week one. Sasha Banks and Paige and Sexy Lady here and Sexy... What are we talking oh. about here? Week one, the matchups were Amelia Clark versus Shoney Smith. Shoney Smith. Yep, she won. Uh, <laughs> next week was Marco Kidder against Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. This is... No. <laughs> no. I'm it, literally, I'm, literally, I'm what I did was I randomized everything. I did it on like one of those random wheel generators, and whatever name came up was the next one I wrote in the in the your, number category. Your algorithm sucks. <laughs> it was the fairest way. No, boo, boo, boo! Your misogyny, bro. I can't well, believe I, I said. Well, of course I said Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith should have been Daenerys Targaryen. She is. You ever watch Becker? You ever watch Becker? Nope. Becker is awesome. Matchup three was Anne Hathaway against Daniel Harris. Who? And then... Oh, the eyebrow. <laughs> can't <laughs> yes, believe you remember you that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you guys are terrible human uh, beings. Um, we didn't even fucking mention that. That's... that's yeah. you, brought that, you brought that shit to my dad. You said, hey, what about this? After I had said, you know, hey, this this person and this... and this, I've never really seen her. She's pretty. I've got a crush and when I was a kid. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Said Jake. And Scott's like, giggle, giggle, giggle. You guys were like fucking little... crows pecking. I, I watched a video of two ravens pecking at a cat until another cat came up and attacked that cat. And then the ravens backed up. And every time the cat stopped fighting, the Ravens made him fight again. That's you guys. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and the last matchup was Sarah Michelle Geller against Courtney Cox. Well, Sarah Michelle Geller is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so she wins. Well, Courtney took a 4-2 lead, and she won. Who is... Oh, you guys. Have you been taking on guests uh, since my absence? I love you. No, we, really? did, uh, we did polls on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, you can just edit that part out where I, I, I totally put myself over. <laughs> well, uh, this week's matchups, if you would like to vote. <laughs> because we, is... your favorite gal is in this upcoming matchup, too. Is it Adrienne Barbeau? <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. She's in next week's. <laughs> ah, she's an ugly bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This Adrian, week is Marissa Tomei against Linnea Quigley. Um, I don't know who the second lady is, but um, Adrian, every time I make fun of you, it's it's not about you. I'm so sorry. You're, you're a public figure. It's about Jake and Scott. It's not about you, you lovely lady. I'm so sorry. These are deep cuts. So, Linnea Quigley, who the hell she's is the Linnea one from uh, Return of the Living Dead, where she's the one who dances naked on the gravestone. Nope, don't know who that is. Uh, well, remember, Sean probably doesn't watch as much uh, B-80s horror movies as we do, so... So I guess we can count your vote for uh, Marissa Tomei. I think Marissa Tomei would be my vote, but I can't say that because I don't know who the other person is. I'm not going to – no, I'm not – no. I won't oh, wait. I remember her. you were on our uh, Night of the Demons show. Uh, she was the one who stuck the lipstick into her boobie. Oh, yeah. yeah that was, <laughs> no, that was, no, no, that was Molly Ringwald. Jake, that was Molly Ringwald. Okay? <laughs> um, All right, so you pass on this one? 
What do you mean do I pass? I don't I don't know who it is. Fuck you, pass. I got 17% right. on my phone. What's her name? Linnea Quigley. You don't know her name, Scott. Jake, what's her name? Linnea Quigley. <laughs> um... <laughs> Try to make me look like an ass. Guys, right, so I was put, I was put in my place there. It's um it's 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 Lisa Linnea L I N N E A L I N N E A Q U I. Oh hi yeah no 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 Return of the Living Dead there she is. All right so um it's between Linnea Quigley and who else? Marissa Tomei. That's not fair. That's stupid. Unless Marissa Tomei was born in 1952 or something. Well, what we're doing with this is we basically we timestamp the girls. You're going era by era. What era, right? You're you're saying pick an era. I see what you're doing. It's like the Myers Briggs test. Where 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 do you fall? Do you do 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 you prefer the Ursa? Ursa, what's her name? Fucking Doctor No. The 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 chick who comes out the the first Bond girl. Um, Ursula Anders, or do, or do you prefer, uh, you know, the, the, the chick from, uh, come on, from Russia with Love or, or Goldfinger? They all are specific kinds of demure. What kind of demure are you? If you say Goldfinger, then you kill women and fuck their sisters. That's not okay. Um, which, by the way, that, that was the last one that we didn't get around to. When my son was born, Rodney's doing well, folks. By the way, he's hanging in there. He's That's extremely good. well. He's uh, he's aged out of most shit. He's still got his little his little button feed, but he's fucking nine months, ten months. Uh, Justin's seven, one hundred and six days in the queue. People, the struggle is real. Um, when Jake Roberts talks about his grandchild, is the most important. And, and shocking, wonderful thing in his life because he fucking fought out of being fucking two pounds. Damn right. And Jake's doing okay. And he, AEW isn't, isn't he, Scott? Yep. He's hanging in there. He's a manager. He, uh, he's, he Has he dropped a DDT on anybody yet? Nope. He dropped a snake on someone. Has Arn, Cody Rhodes' wife. Has Arn Anderson dropped a spine buster on anybody? No, but they almost fought a couple of weeks ago. No, 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 no. No. Just, it's, no. The answer is no. It's you. So you haven't seen a DDT. You haven't seen a spine buster. So you are seeing quality. I, I'm, I'm hoping for a couple of years before either one. And you know both those do because they, they could just. Jake, sorry. We're just. We're, it, I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Anybody seen The Last Dance? I haven't. How about The Last Ride? All those last, you know, documentaries. Are we still recording? Yeah. This is gold, Jake. It's gold. <laughs> All right. So, you do you want to vote Marissa Tomei or Linnea Quigley? No, I don't want to vote. It's not fair. I love Marissa Tomei, but I haven't seen you know Linnea Quigley. So how how can I not vote for? All right. I... Well, the next matchup: Jamie Lee Curtis, nineteen eighty two, versus up. Emily Blunt. Shut up. Or you could do what <laughs> I did and just go with Jamie Lee Curtis overall. No, I don't like. Right. I don't like this. This is this is this is weird. All right. Um, Basically, the way I wanted if, to do it is base it on how much you like them as a franchise character, uh, their looks, and then. Uh, and, okay, so so who? So hang on now. Uh, to me, the question. Basically, is who would you put in as badass, like, no, a lead badass. in your franchise? Badass, right? Who who is the more 
badass who is better yes because that way because that way it's not like yo who'd you fuck who's sexier who looked better in a bikini no who was gonna fuck you i have the notes here where is it we have attractiveness how good they were in their movies and the franchise likability okay Okay, so from the perspective of who's a who's badass, who's badder ass? Jamie um, Lee. Nope. Sigourney Weave. Sigourney Weaver is, is number one. Well, and, she, and, and she's Chuck, uh, nah. she's on this list later uh, on. Yeah, so I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is, but I don't have time for this. So what I'm going to tell you right now is that Sigourney Weave is uh, number one. Then you've got Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, whether she was born both male and female in parent society and she she is hanging in there with uh michael myers uh dan Aykroyd, eddie murphy every you know we're in between and all right jake you it. heard it he yeah. voted for jamie lee that's three nothing okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who number three would be who, who would number three drew barrymore i you know she always dies though i don't know Next one on the list, Kim Cattrall against Natalie Portman. I don't like, I don't, I'm not a, I mean, I, uh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, just wait until well, you hear the next matchup. You're going to kill I us. Just, it's, just, it's just that Natalie Portman was a brilliant actor until George Lucas was like, stop trying. And then it's like, someone's like, hey, Kim Cattrall, come over here on HBO. It's not TV. Throw your labial folds out, and she did awesome. I don't know. I, I pass. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one: Emma Stone against Scarlett Johansson. Nope. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how this works. I don't care how you want it to work. I'm telling you right now, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I don't know what she did when she was. You always see that picture of her in the weird little what I, I, I cap when for, she was. I voted for Emma Stone. I did that because, I mean, she's been in more movies that I've seen. Scarlett Johansson, Eight-Legged Freaks, and the Marvel movies. And that's about all I've seen her in. Scott. What, I don't really know your, anything what, else. Scott, Scott, what is your Star Wars again? I said, what is your Star Wars? You said Marvel. I said, oh, yeah. what is your Star Wars? You said Marvel. Who was the key sexy assassin lady in Iron Man 2? That would be Scarlett Johansson. She started and carried through all of Marvel. And you're telling me right now, you're like, I don't know. I've never seen her before. I Uh, hadn't seen Iron Man 2 until 2010. Checkmate, bro. Checkmate. Ah, checkmate. You just you just weren't paying attention. She's always been there. It's like in 1999, before you were even born, uh, when my girlfriend. Uh, I was born in 96. Can I? Can I? I, I, was doing, <laughs> I was doing a bit, dude. I know when you were born. I was doing a bit. My girlfriend, other people's friends, all these people, like, oh, fucking Fight Club. That chick, uh, uh, that Helena Bottom card plate. She was such a slut. She fucked both those guys, and and male, female, whoever it was. You're like, did you miss something? Did you honestly not see the fucking plot of the story? Did you not see? She wasn't fucking two people that she knew of. Scott, I love you. It's just not. She's not fucking two people. It's one guy, bro. It's just it's one guy. Uh, sometimes you're sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Um, and and when you're wrong, it's okay. Okay, just breathe. 
And let 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 Jake be the one to say that you're wrong. Jake, Jake, go ahead. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> Jake, go ahead. Just, just elaborate, Jake. Just um, pick up for me. Uh, you're wrong, Scott. <laughs> Why are we still talking? What? Well, I mean, well, we, we got him to vote on something, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I voted. Progress. On. You voted Jimmy. Why? Why are you voting on ladies? Why are you voting on bad? What? Are, okay, Michael Bean versus fucking um, uh, Robert. We're doing Blake. it because you're not here, so we needed something to extend the opening. Oh my yeah. god! Ow, I'm sorry. Be- besides yeah. my uh, besides my what I've been watching list. <laughs> exactly. I so we had to come up with something. That one time when Jake was like, "Jesus, Sean, when do you have time to watch all of that shit?" And I was like, "Ouch, Jake." Fuck you, man. <laughs> I, didn't mean that. I lost my job. <laughs> so that's why we're doing it. Okay, so like I said, Michael Bean or Robert De Niro? Uh, De Niro. De Niro. Really? You think yeah. De Niro, do you think De Niro could be like, come with me if you want to live? As believably as Michael Bean. I mean, yeah, uh, okay. No, I just, I prefer... The movies De Niro's done. What, what about what about Casino was better than Terminator? Uh, I've never actually seen Casino, but I'm basing it off of oh, you know, sorry. Walker's movies. It, 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 I mean, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, wow, you're based off the Walker movies. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Terminator. I said it. <laughs> I don't really like those movies all that much, as much as a lot of people do. To be fair, people really only like two of the movies. So I mean, I was I, I was I was gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and put it up against like Goodfellas or something. I don't. He said the fuckers, Jake. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta come in with something stupid to be made fun of. <laughs> this conversation is over. <laughs> Welcome back, Sean. Good night, everybody. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. No, I'm serious. Goodbye. Fuckers. Is that what that sound was? Is it over?